0: guys hello and welcome to the guest life podcast episode 53 we got phil otier uh in the house today um a good friend of mine contractor in the industry uh can't wait to hear his story uh before we get started guys just want to take a minute to thank everybody for tuning in um without the listeners uh you know the show wouldn't be as impactful as it can be everybody sharing commenting you know getting interactive um with the podcast it means the world to me it means the world to the listeners and and future listeners um you know as we grow the podcast and the brand um it's just so critical to be making sure that we're making this impact um to our industry to the city and uh and to everybody else we can reach so phil thanks so much for being on the show
1: Thanks for having me, man.
0: Yeah. I um, Fuck, me and Phil have known each other for a long time now, and uh, he was an early listener, always giving me great feedback, always went on his way to kind of give me that call, send me that message. Um, I, for, for the longest time, I thought it was just my mom, so thanks, Phil.
1: <laughs> no problem. I'm a big fan, love the podcast, love everything you're doing in the community, and uh, yeah, just happy to be here, man. So, Integra Mark, man. What's it all about?
0: I uh I get stopped all the time when I'm wearing your hat and uh people want to know what it's the brand is. a sick hat, eh? It's, it's a a sick. sick hat. It's a
1: sick logo. Sick hat, sick logo. Yeah. What's uh what's behind the brand? So Integramark, we are a growth-oriented general contractor based out of Hamilton. We specialize in home renovations, um aspiring custom home builder. Yeah. I throw, I throw that out there because I know I know how you operate. If I throw it out there, that means I got to do it because now it's on record, right? One hundred percent. And fourth generation, fourth generation contractor, How's, which is which is crazy. Is well, a uh, bit of a backstory there. So my great grandfather and my grandfather um, were from rural Quebec. They were contractors. My dad was born there. My grandpa and my dad relocated to Hamilton. My dad grew up. Uh, working with his father, they ended up folding and he went to work at uh, DeFasco in the factory. Um, When I was a kid, he went back to school, got a job in sales at DeFasco, had a successful career there, then was retired. Um, And then, yeah, the rest is sort of on me. I kind of relaunched it with him. (laughs) uh, I'll get into that story in a bit. But yeah, it's uh, so yeah, there's a long history there. Yeah. And then you've got two young, uh, long, young chaps yourself. Yep. I have a three-year-old, Luca, uh, and a one-year-old, Leo. Yeah. They are my pride and joy. And uh, who knows, maybe they'll, uh, they'll grow up to take over the family business one day. At least, at least you will get some free labor on for, for a couple of years. Big time. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm looking forward to it for two reasons. One, free labor. And, and two, I'm going to work them so they, they understand what hard work is, right? That's amazing, man. You got to start from the bottom. So you're based out of Hamilton. Yep. And uh, so you know, talking about giving back and what you do, like, what's some of the projects that you guys are doing around the city? Uh, so yeah, giving back is is in our DNA. It's a huge part of who we are. Um, we we team up with Habitat so habitat for humanity we've organized build days a build day for habitat is basically we form a team we go down to whatever site they're working on and just like work attack the project um we we do monetary donations to them uh, a few times a year um same with indwell same same deal oh really uh yeah um yeah we do a bunch of other stuff too like um we're big in the youth sports, so we sponsor a lot of youth teams. Hamilton, Croatia, the soccer team, Stony Creek Warriors, hockey, on. stuff like that. So, yeah, I mean, I think sports is a, a great way for kids to learn, uh, you know, teamwork, responsibility, leadership. It's it's great for their development. How funny is it back in the day that you didn't realize all the different
0: teams? Like, I remember playing at Shadok for hockey, and you'd have all these different teams, right? the Flames, and there'd be someone's logo on it. Yeah. And, like, it's pretty cool that, you know, later in life you're able to, to now be that logo on the yeah. jersey, right? Yeah,
1: it's pretty cool to see, like, uh, my, my little cousin plays soccer for Hamilton, Croatia, and, you know, he sends me a pic of their new jerseys, and it's got an integer mark right across the front. It's I was like, yeah, that's pretty cool.
0: Yeah, that's yeah. pretty that cool else. to see,
1: yeah. That's
0: amazing, man. So a little bit about Phil, man. I, I, um, before the show we were talking, um, it, it was perfect, but what was your first job? Not
1: with Integra, but what was your first job?
0: We're going <laughs> off cue.
1: <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, my first job, I was actually a caddy at uh, Hamilton Golf and Country Club. Come I on. was 12 years old. I um, was looking for like a, a little job, like a paper out or something, which there weren't any available in my neighborhood. So my dad sees an ad in the classifieds like, oh, Hamilton's looking for caddies. Here you go. You love golf. Like, go for it. So I used to ride my bike down to the golf course, caddy in the morning, caddy in the afternoon, I'd make $12 a round. And Come like, on. you know, I thought, man, I'm rich. Like, look at all the money I got. I'd save all my money, throw it in my piggy bank. It was great. Yeah. Uh, it also grew my love for golf as well. I mean, that course is elite and the golfers there were great too. So yeah, that yeah, was cool it was a cool little experience as a 12 year old 12 years old making 12 bucks an hour that's not
0: bad yeah <laughs> <laughs> man that's um it's funny where we talk about what, how we started and, and what makes kind of an entrepreneur and how how is it you know are you born with it? Is it developed and kind of how we expand into you know the the what drives you, right? Whether it's finances or whether it's, you Big know. Time. You Big know, time. Big goals, aspirations. So how'd you get into, you know, working with your dad? Kind of let's take a step back there. Working with your dad, um, you know, since I've known Integra Market, has been the, the Phil show. Yeah. How's that dynamic working? I think a lot of people, are, you know, wander with family businesses. I think you're kind of an anomaly where, you know, your dad kind of all, he wants out, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas most dads won't fucking leave.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So my dad is, uh, he, his main interests right now are golf yeah. and, uh, playing hockey, being in shape, being retired, spending time with his grandkids. He tells me all the time how he wants out, not right this minute, but he's slowly transitioning out. He's trying to prepare me. Like I'm not going to be around much longer. Right. So yeah, it was, um, I mean, so like the backstory there is I, I, didn't grow up an entrepreneur, I, I sort of had this crippling fear of failing in life and I didn't really have, you know, the hunger that I have now. This was sort of developed over time. Um, you know, I finished high school. I had no real direction. I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. So I got a job as a butcher um, working, you know, paycheck to paycheck, cutting meat, uh, no real ambition or aim. And, you know, as you know, inaction just breeds doubt and fear. And so this was a cycle I was in, like just basically going nowhere. Uh, After doing this several years, I was not satisfied at all with myself and just felt like I was just underachieving, wasting talents that I didn't even know I had yet. But um, it wasn't until my wife and I bought, well, actually my fiance at the time, who's now my wife and mother of my kids, Sherry, you know, Sherry. We bought a house in Hamilton, an old wartime home um, this thing needed to be renovated. My dad, who was retired, I call him up and said, "Hey, pop, got a nice project for us. let's let's attack it. So I took a couple of weeks off work. We're working on the house. Oh really And uh, like I jokingly say to him, hey, okay, pop, wouldn't it be uh, fun to relaunch a family business? I mean you we could be contractors, we could renovate houses and he just chuckles and uh, didn't really take it seriously. Uh, so I didn't I let it go. We're working on the house a couple of days later. I'll never forget this phone call. I'm barbecuing in my backyard after working all day on the house. And uh, I call up my dad and I'm just like, I give him my pitch. I'm like, I want to do this. Come like, on. Yes or no. He's like, okay. I'll, he's like, let me think about it. I'll let you know. The next morning he picks me up to go work on the house. And he's like, you know what, son? It's like, I don't want to be old and gray looking back on my life and having a regret not starting a business with you. So he's like i'm like what are you what are you saying man like tell me he's like let's do it I'm like, yes so this was a big you know step outside of my comfort zone now yeah i've been cutting meat for 10 years doing nothing now all of a sudden i'm a business owner you know we incorporate get licensed insured all this we hit the ground running like we're just he and i working on the tools you know Small odd jobs, like doing flooring in people's houses, painting houses, little basements here and there. Uh, So we hire a couple guys to help us out. And my dad says, okay, I'm going to step off the the site. I'm going to do, you know, sales. That's his strength anyways, sales and, um, you know, back end stuff like accounting. He's like, the operation's yours. No problem. Okay, I got this. You know, this is my show, like this piece of cake, right? we started getting busy. I'm hiring more guys. We're getting busy and we kind of grew too quick, too early, too big. Uh, So it was out of control. Like we weren't, we were losing money. I had no idea what I was doing. So the natural, you know, reaction to that is you scale down, try to get it under control. Um, So we went along like that for a while. I'm working on the tools still learning a lot from the skilled guys. I'm, you know, working with and, I realize, like, I just can't be on the site all day. Like, I can't get anything done. I'm, I'm trying to manage this, and I just can't. So I removed myself from the tools, and I just manage. And it got a little better, but uh, I, I hit a ceiling. And you know, I, like, what do I know about running a construction company? Like, and what was that point? Because I think a lot of people listening, they,
0: they, they, a, it's amazing that you're able to share that. And like, how real is that, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, we, we've, <laughs> we've gone through similar, similar situations. And that realization, like, at
1: what point were you like? this was too much? Um, It it was when I started seeing, number one, the, the work suffer because okay. we had too much on the go and i was still you know on site all day trying to get stuff done realizing i'm behind on you know planning for this job getting these selections done you know meeting with his clients not hitting start dates not hitting you know deadlines for finished dates stuff like that yeah and it was really overwhelming like i i'm like i'm in way over my head right here i remember i called my dad i'm like i'm in over my fucking head man like i don't know what i'm doing like like, I'm just, I'm swamped. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he said, first of all, deep breath. But, you know, if you want to change the results, buddy, you got to change the way you're thinking. So, you know, I started doing some digging. I'm like, okay, what does it take to run a successful company? Amazing. What, what, who, who out there, like, what can I read? What can I learn? So at first, I started off with leadership. How do I lead a team? I became obsessed with just learning. So I started reading books, you know, about business, entrepreneurship, construction companies how to scale systems and this i didn't know it at the time but this sent me down this rabbit hole this magical thing called mindset yeah and that for me was the biggest change i like it was a total transformation yeah you know once i learned that like my my success is limited only by my thinking and that the whole shift in mindset, it completely opened all these doors for me. And I started, OK, you know, changing the way I thought, the way I managed changing the work culture. I started hiring based on the culture I was striving for. And, you know, my vision for the company became the group vision And, and we wanted to have an impact on the community. We wanted to enrich people's lives through creating exceptional living spaces. All these things became like people, my people bought into that vision. And, you know, like it's like Simon Sinek that started with why it's exactly like I read that book. I love that book to pieces. But like people don't buy what you do. They buy why you do it. Right. And so this, this whole mindset shift completely transformed my business and, and me personally, this personal growth journey that I'm still on and I'll always be on, it's been absolutely incredible. I'm so excited to announce that the Guest Life
0: Podcast is brought to you by Jobber. Jobber is a field service software that I use daily to make my business run better and more efficiently. From quoting a job to the minute you get paid, Jobber software makes it seamless to go from start to finish and make sure that everybody has all the things they need to make sure the job's done right and you're paid faster. Jobber software is the best home service software that helped us scale and take our business to the next level. Check out the link in our bio for a free 14 day trial and 20% off your first six months. Thanks and enjoy the show. Yeah, oh man, that's amazing. It's uh, gave me chills there. Like, you know, understanding that all it takes is that shift. Mm -hmm. It's like a light switch. It's on, and the the beautiful thing is it doesn't turn off.
1: Exactly. And you can
0: always go back to the light switch. Excuse me. You can always go back to mindset. Yeah, that's amazing. When you kind of found that, um, was there a point of overconsumption and underaction
1: i'd say in the early stages i think mainly i just had so much to learn so i just became a sponge yeah and i would just sponge off all these books and podcasts and you know that that switched from you know sponging off of that to sponging off people that i know like yourself included <laughs> yeah you know like we joined the weHPA I, I show up at these events and i'm like super intimidated I'm like whoa i'm in a room with all these successful people successful business owners entrepreneurs like who am i yeah and what i realized is these people are very welcoming and they want me to succeed and you know they embraced me with open arms and so i start taking guys out for lunch picking their brains getting feedback, getting advice. Um, and then I really started putting things into action, started implementing systems. We became system and process oriented versus before it was like shoot from the hip and just react. Um, and, yeah, it's, it's really transformed our organization.
0: Yeah. Man, I could tell. And, and over the years, the marketing seems to just be kind of skyrocketing. Like, mm-hmm. y- you're tying that in with the vision and the brand? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Like even from the the lawn signs and stuff like that, like those little details, they really mm-hmm. matter. And you know, going going into the social media game, like, you know, what's the first thing everybody does in our space? Check you out on social. Mm-hmm. You know, what are they about? Exactly. Yeah. That's um so taking those next steps, right? Like, you know, how
1: how are you moving forward with that? Like what's the what's the playbook? Uh, well, the playbook is sustainability. So we talked about my kids and, and, our, and our vision. So my vision isn't just to, to be a successful elite contractor. It's it's also to have an impact on the community and to be sustainable. So, you know, that ties into to our brand. So Mark. the word integrity is in our name for a reason. It's a core value of my family, core value of our company. And the play now is to just grow, grow the community, have a positive impact on the community and grow as a company. And they go hand in hand, you know, stuff like joining Chamber. Like I, I talked to some friends of mine about should I join Chamber? Yeah. Went winking at yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And, and aligning myself with that vision that they have for the city. My company falls right into that. Yeah. So the, the growth for Hamilton, the growth for, for our community, IntegraMark wants to play a big role. And talking about that, like, you know, I, we get asked all the time and, you know, you're, you're someone that
0: takes advice and listens. Um, talk to me about, and, and all the listeners, talk to us about the organizations. Because I think, you know, if, if there's anything that you do, fantastic. One of them is, is getting involved in the organizations. And a lot of people don't know how to get involved or
1: what it actually takes to be involved. Showing up to the meeting is not getting involved. No. It's, uh, I'm a big believer in your network is your net worth. Okay. So when I show up to something, I'm not just there to shake hands and say hello and like, Hey, I'm in Tegermark. It's about relationships, <clears throat> like real human relationships really, really matter. So the stronger your relationships are, the, the stronger the bonds of trust, the more you can accomplish and that's where, you know, your vision and the relationships tie in together, right? So the more you can accomplish as a unit, as together, yeah, the more fulfillment I'm getting out of my career and my personal life in the company as well. So, you know, it's about networking building relationships because they go a long way. They're going to help you succeed. You can succeed more with your network than you can on your own, right? Of so it's just about committing and, and just being – like when I – do something. I'm all in, as you know. So, you know, like <laughs> stuff least. like I was talking about the HBA, uh, you know. Because yeah, you're on I'm board of something? Yeah, the Renovators Council. Amazing. So, and that, that council was dead in the water because of COVID. And once everything shut down, it had never vamped back up. And so, being active in that, uh, in the HBA, I, I said, to them, like, guys, like, we need this council. Like, all the other committees have fired back up. The Renovators need this. So... They asked me if I wanted to be the chair, um, which the former chair, Joel Roschko, good buddy. You know, Joel. Of course. Great guy. (laughs) I said, you know what? Joel and I will co-chair. I talked to Joel about it. He said, yeah, let's do it. So we fired it back up and it's been incredible. So we have all the best renovators in like Hamilton, Halton, surrounding areas, getting together, sharing information, troubleshooting together. Somebody brings a problem to the table. We all chime in and like, it's about, it's that... The rising tide raises all ships mindset. So if we can raise the industry standard together, like we're all we're all succeeding and it's been incredible. Yeah. So it's just about committing, man. And what's the time commitment on something like that? Uh, it's it takes up a lot of time. I mean, the meetings themselves don't, but it's just like the planning, getting guys together. So we do a bi-monthly like round table, like an actual council meeting. Um, and then on the off months we do a social cause like, you know, we like just hanging out and shooting the shit. What, what sure. I found was when we started doing the meetings, half the time guys would just be sitting there talking shop and we wouldn't really be addressing like the agenda. So I said, okay, like let's take this outside and let's stick to the agenda at the meetings. Yep. Yeah. And then, you know, so we get together for a pint, we get together for like a golf sim and we just like have a good time and talk shop and like, We all want to see each other succeed, which is incredible. Ten years ago, this mindset, it didn't exist. It was cutthroat. Yeah. Guys, you know, I wasn't sharing information with you and vice versa. But now it's like we have a group chat. Somebody's in a pinch. You're like, man, my drywaller just bailed on me. Who has somebody for me? And it's just like you'll just see a bunch of contacts like, here, try this guy. This guy's good. It's awesome. That's
0: incredible. Mm -hmm.
1: And so under...
0: I don't know if it's, like, undervalued or under-known about, right? Like, you think everybody wants to kill each other. People mm-hmm. talk about this competition thing. It's like, yeah,
1: the rising tide raids all ships. That's 100%. That's it's a, a healthy day. competition. Like, you know what? And we bet we bid on a lot of the same projects. And, you know, one I might get, one Mike might get, one Shane might get. And, like, there's no hard feelings there. Yeah. You know? 100%. And, that,
0: and that's what brings the quality up, which is essentially brings, 100%. you know, everybody's happier because the customers are not – at least they've got an apples
1: to apples, you know, yep. presentation. Absolutely, I would be much happier for for a guy like Mike or Shane or Hartwood to get a project that I bid on, versus some underground schmuck that's undercutting everybody that you know isn't isn't going to be there in ten years when you need them. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's yeah. not going to stand behind their work. Exactly. Yeah. Which happens a lot in the industry, and I think you know the uh, back in the day when Mike Holmes was out there going to the houses and checking them out and kind of you know unpacking some of these contractors, like it could give us such a bad name. I think we had to we had to crawl back from that. Um, yeah, it's special, man. And and I think you know talking about the chamber, that's an interesting one for anybody in the construction industry. I get a lot of. <sighs> questions about the chamber Tell, t- just for everybody listening like what do you find different from the chamber to to the builders association because i've got my own thing but i'm i'm
1: biased because I'm, I'm pretty active in it so <sighs> i'd say the main difference is the the hba so for those listening the we is the west end home builders association so this is the local builders association for like hamilton halton like gta west Um, So it's very construction industry focused. Uh, The chamber, however, is a very wide spectrum. Like you have like hairdressers, uh, you know, developers, restaurant owners, all different types of entrepreneurs. Um, So it's, it's just a little more, you know, There's a lot more variety there. Um, You're getting a lot of different walks of life. So you'd be surprised actually though, what you can learn from somebody from a completely different industry. So at the end of the day, everybody is in it for the same thing. We're all, everyone wants to see Hamilton grow. They want to see their businesses grow. They want to see the community grow. So it's, it's cool to be a contractor and go into that world and just, you know, step outside of the construction industry. And it, I mean, one, it's good for branding, but two, it's just good for your personal and professional growth. Yeah. So,
0: <clears throat> yeah, I think it. Uh, I'm biased because I love it. And I've been, been a member for years. And I think, you know, defining what is business so drop whatever your business is whether you're a dentist business or a contracting business or a plumbing business or an accounting business business is business right you've got all the same concepts within it mm-hmm. to see you know what how to someone how does someone make it sexy in a different light, um, I think is, is so special being able to connect with other business owners that you might not, I mean, you know, Joe apps for instance, right. You could, you know, learning about the tech industry and, and cybersecurity and stuff like that. Like you're not That's learning amazing. that to build association. I'm sorry. No, but, of course. Um, you know, getting a, being able to talk to them over, you know, a drink or a cocktail or at a round table or something like that. It's, it's powerful, man. Big time.
1: And especially to hear some of the stories, it's incredible. And it, it's it's inspiring, right? Like, it's very cool. You know, the the contractor thing, it's really just a vehicle, right? Like, we're all, the destination, I think, is, is sort of the same, impacting the community and growing. So, looking back on, you know, you, you say you're working as a, as a butcher until a certain age and then you got an entrepreneurship. Like, looking back, would you change it? Absolutely not. No, it's been a godsend. Yeah. Like it's sent me down this path that I had no idea I was in for and I just love it. How do you stay in that mindset when you're in chaos? Well, what brings you back? Dan, I'm a very passionate individual, as you know. Um, And like my passion for growth, my passion for the community, my passion for my company and the legacy I want to leave behind for my kids that drives me. And so it's, it's really hard to get me rattled. It really is. Uh, and really being in renovations, you come up with so many problems all the time that just pop up. It's very normal and you, you don't get desensitized, but you build thick skin and you know, you just are able to stay calm and just, okay, here's another problem. Sure, we weren't expecting it what's the next move how do we get around it versus reacting in a in a negative way like oh fuck my day's shot now like no man if i did that every time a problem came up like i'd have no hair and i probably (laughs) would have retired right so yeah Yeah. it's just about being thick and and just pushing through it yeah yeah there's a statement
0: did you have a bad day or you have a bad minute exactly right did you react poorly in that instance it's okay Mm -hmm. you know how are you going to turn that around don't let it be a bad day or bad week or a bad month and you know that quick turnaround and like that control of your reactions and and understanding the outcome and you know a lot of times especially well in any business um it costs money to make things go wrong and you have to understand that it's a long game and if you're looking at the micro um you know you you don't allow yourself to 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 have abundance come into your life, which I think is so undervalued in the long term
1: right absolutely and as a leader, everyone's looking at you for for an answer or or how to how to react and so if you breed that culture within your organization of just you know pivoting and just attacking problems versus letting them become bigger than they actually are it's it's incredible what people will do once you kind of empower them right so it's yeah, it goes a long way. Yeah. No, I think you hit the nail on the head there. Empower, empowering the people around you. So to, you, you know, you're talking
0: about the the two uh the two young lads you got there. Um the wife, the family, parents. Um how do you we're, we're not talking about how do you what's your work life uh to compared to your personal life? We used to say what's your work life balance. I stopped saying that. I don't like it. So You know what's the dynamic between your work life and your personal life do you ever do you get to shut it off when you're at the barbecue
1: with your dad what do you talk about uh it's tricky yeah it's definitely challenging um the main thing is you just got to set boundaries now when you talk about shutting it off i will shut off the work although my brain keeps going as an entrepreneur who's very passionate about what's going on in, in his operation um but i think setting boundaries is key especially when you have young young kids uh, if we're if we're doing family time it's not about quantity family time but quality so if i'm there with the family it's about being there in the moment nice. especially with how fast they're growing man like you know they're already toddlers it was like a minute ago they're babies and it's just I, i'm just trying to take it in so i try to not let work distract me when i'm spending time with them although it does happen on occasion mm-hmm. um but i think communication is is a big part like communicating with my family about what's going on work schedule wise and vice versa communicating with my leadership team about stuff that's going on with family so at least they understand that like hey you know, if I'm at work and like something comes up and I'm leaving to deal with a family thing or maybe I got to go take Luca to soccer or whatever it may be. And in turn, you know, the the family understanding that like, hey, dad runs in Tagermark, you know, like he has to go do a work call now or, you know, like stay out of the office, daddy's working. Like, yeah. it's just not to use the word balance, but I think boundaries is a little more accurate. I love that. Um, and being able to to you know, pivot back and forth between the two, you know, spend some time with the kids, put them to bed. And like, if there's something important going on, yeah, I'm going to go back to my office and, and crunch it out and, you know, wake up early in the morning on the weekend and go hammer some work before the kids get up. Like you just, you figure it out as you go. And it's not always the same. There'll be weeks where I'm just absolutely engulfed in work stuff because there's a lot going on. And I might not be home that week in the evening very much because I'll have a chamber event. I'll have an HBA thing or another commitment to a client. And it's just, and then in turn, I make time when I can and just, you know what guys, I'm taking Friday and Monday off and I'm spending a long weekend with, uh, with the kids and the wife. So you just figure it out as you go. Yeah. No, I love that, man. Thank you so much. Like,
0: I think it's, uh, I think it's a lot of things, you know, especially myself, you know, no family, no kids. It's something that is very intriguing for myself to, to kind of, Put myself in those shoes. Like, you know, I've got a couple of <laughs> buddies last night. He's got four kids, just his fourth. And he's an incredible entrepreneur. He's an incredible mm-hmm. partner. He's an incredible parent. And I think learning and taking that in from a holistic view of life, a lot of people just try to, you know, they become an entrepreneur and they just, you know, mm-hmm. dial into, yeah. I've only got to read books about entrepreneurship. Yeah. And then, oh, no way, my, my personal life's suffering.
1: Yeah. Well, of course. And a real important part there, too, isn't just the family versus work life. The, a, big, a big focus you need to remember is self, self-care, right? You're, how is Phil doing? And I think one of the only people that asks me that outside of my family is you. How is Phil doing, right? So you got to remember during all this chaos – to take care of yourself too. So that's why I do things like sports, like I go play hockey, play softball, like golf, uh, go to the gym. When COVID was happening and sports were shut down, I got into running. Whatever it is, people, some people meditate, I smoke cigars. Yeah. Like you need to take care of yourself, otherwise you're gonna be a shitty entrepreneur, you're gonna be a shitty boss, you're gonna be a shitty father, shitty husband, whatever. So you gotta look after yourself. It's fantastic. You can't man. forget that. So we've given a lot of
0: advice to a lot of people. Um, what advice would you give to your younger self? Maybe that,
1: um, that little catty boy. What's, yeah, uh, the catty boy. What um, advice would you give to yourself as younger? Well, I think with the lack of confidence I had when I was a kid, not confidence socially, but confidence in, like, in the sense of believing in myself, I think, number one, I would say believe in yourself. Um, don't be scared to dream big. Because if you're brave enough to dream big, the sky's the limit. Because I I wasn't there for the longest time. That's the advice I'd give to myself. So whether you think you can or you think you can't, either way you're right. And it's all here. It all starts with mindset, right? So that's where I would go. I love that, man. Well,
0: guys, thanks so much for tuning in, Phil. That was awesome. Thanks Um, for having me, man. Phil, uh, everything of in Mark um, Ty in the background here, he's going to be putting everything on social. Um, you'll see a bunch of content coming out. Some of Phil's projects are just fantastic. We have the opportunity to work on it at guest, um, that we're very proud of, um, for everybody tuning in. Thanks so much guys. Episode 53. We wouldn't be here without you guys tuning in, listening, giving us feedback, transitioning, you know, getting people. We've been, we've been sent quite a few people. If you know somebody that wants to come on the show that you think fits the bill, let us know. Um, And until then, thanks so much.